good afternoon, good evening, Vizami, whenever, wherever you're listening to this. Back door is always open for you. Welcome, welcome to our humble abode. I'm your host, Sunny, and this is Sleepy as a Rad, where we dream of stories that makes ourselves dance. Do, 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 do. That was What It Is by Amber Mark. Um, that's our, that was our first song of this mix, trying something new this week. So welcome, welcome to another Rad Jazz, where here we are and the mix of women's baseball queerness and the universe's touch a league of their own station now before i continue before we all delve and gush and fangirl about all of this know that this is the series released in 2022 and is like the expansion and in-depth of stories um that is quite similar but also different to the movie of the same name released in 1992 now welcome Welcome to Women's Baseball, Queerness, and the Universe's Touch, a League of Their Own Station. How are we all doing today? How are we all feeling today? I hope we are feeling groovy, radiant, um, and I also hope that we're doing well, staying well, staying hydrated. If you haven't gotten yourself a cup of water or a cup of choice to have a drink, please do so. We are here to remain hydrated and stay well. Uh, if you are yet to go get something to eat as well, please do so. Go get something to eat. We're here for a long ride. So prepare yourselves. Buckle up because this is going to be fun.
by the Pied Piper and then Foreign Things by Amber Mark, respectively. Now, League of Their Own, the TV show released in 2022, is actually a series of eight episodes. Season one has eight episodes. Season two has four episodes, but that is okay because we still get to see our favorite characters on screen, the ones that have moved our hearts and the ones that speak a lot of things um, and the things that have been unspoken for a lot of us on screen and it's also like a sense of joy hopeful but also that that way the times were in the 1943 now this is around wartime where men would go to war for training military and women were getting into baseball get it, applying for tryouts wanting to try out so on and so forth and together they meet a team they form a team and the Rockford Peaches that's what the whole main story is about throughout the series throughout the season is based on this team of young women called the Rockford Peaches of Chicago in I believe is it Illinois um but it's in Chicago in 1943 and while we do follow the main character Carson Carson Shaw we also do get side stories of Although there are two main characters, Carson Shaw and Maxine Max Chapman. And while these two are different races, we still get to see how we all come together as a team for different reasons and also create and build friendships and other types of bonds and even relationships too in certain cases. Um, we also do follow side stories of other characters Greta Gill, Joe, we also see Mabel and Esty and Lupe and Jess um and we also see a lot of other characters and the way queerness is also a huge part of their of their lives and and whilst it may be a bit amazing and not a bit whilst, whilst it may be wholeheartedly amazing to see that in 1943 It's also like an expansion like a burst of color for me because I actually did not know this happened in 1943 that there were that there were gay bars open in 1943 and that there were you know 
And even without the government knowing or even without anybody else knowing the fact that they made a space for their community, that they made a space that has a sense of place for you know their people and people of color, people within the community, so on and so forth. I thought it would be lovely to celebrate all of this in this episode and it's Pride Month. So happy Pride Month, everybody. And ideally... This this show, in a nutshell, speaks a lot to me in a lot of different ways. So I've broken it down into six pointers. And the first pointer is how there's this sort of sense of joy with playing baseball, with being a part of the team and playing with women and being a part of a team full of young girls who aspire to play baseball just like we do, just like I do, or just like they do in general. But the fact that we got there, the fact that we're here together, despite our different journeys, it's what makes us, you know, a, a unit, a strong unit. I always love playing with women, like playing sports. Um, I, was part of the, I was part of the girls' baseball team in, in high school. We call it rounders. And turns out, rounders and baseball are quite similar. And so I had this strong affinity for, bla- for, baseball, for baseball since because in our PE classes, baseball was one of my favorite favorite sports to play and we played it at term three um in seven year seven eight and nine and in year nine i joined i wanted to join the baseball team the rounders team so i tried out and we got in and quite a few things that i resonated with in the show as well is the travel time from home to the stadium or from home to other in their case it's the stadium but in our case it was going to other schools or other schools coming to our school to play a game and I do not know the terms play catch, catch. I do not know the terms of what you of the curveball, fork ball, and all of that. But watching this, hearing this, kind of just make it just it definitely does make me nostalgic. It's such a great time playing with women and you know being a part of a team that aspires to be in the same place for different for perhaps different reasons like maybe for freedom for escape maybe to find a self to find a place of self-identity to find um to to regain the dream or to maybe let go of it because if i gave this if i gave myself this chance i would let go of it or something like that however whenever wherever but being in year nine you're we're talking about having fun (laughs) so i necessarily didn't have this sort of depthness to wanting to play baseball but I actually truly enjoyed it even if we didn't win the games it it's still a proud moment to watch you know us play as a team figure out who's playing what captain um who's gonna be you know who's gonna start at the deep end of the field who's gonna be the bowler baseball um one of the ladies in our team was phenomenal she kept hitting whenever the ball like was you know flying towards her if the baller bowled the ball towards her and she just yeeted across the field. Obviously, I can't say yeeted on the field in terms of baseball terms. But between us, it stays. Between us, it stays, right? And I really enjoy, you know, just... We also asked the the raid bus driver to turn on the radio whenever we went to... If it, our match was away, we would ask the bus driver to turn on the radio and we would yell the songs out and we would talk about some sort of things like what happened between so and so um and at that point in time we were learning about you know we're coming of age and i necessarily didn't mind hearing gossip i guess um and i it felt like i was a part of a group that i usually wouldn't hang out with for those 
for those afternoons, which was weekly twice, um, sometimes weekly once. Luckily, we didn't have to come to school on the weekends, but there's just something about those moments that I necessarily didn't think of much back then. But now that I'm seeing Rockford Peaches work together and also have quite different sort of perspectives and stories that they have because this is the 1940s um, and they're a lot older and they have experienced a lot more in their lives. So it's like a whole new insight and also wisdom that comes with it. The second pointer that I wanted to talk about is women's friendships right and how there's also like i mean sometimes platonic and romantic can be a bit of a what's it called ambiguous kind of line i believe but having a line what i realized is so far from like hanging out with my homies and my friends um who are ladies because most of my friends are ladies we're strong women um who are learning on their own and figuring out how are they come to please and how are they find themselves at the age of 17, 18, 19, right? And what I really like about us is how wild we are together and how we're unafraid to be unpolished. Obviously, that does take time, just like anybody else. When you're hanging out with someone, when you're getting to know someone a lot more, it does take a while. But especially when you start to see them every day and they some they, a, a piece of them moves you and gets to sit right with you and be like, hey, I see you, I feel you, let's talk about this or let's share this out together. It, it, it feels like this sort of, again, sense of place that we've come across that you and I can be best friends, besties, homies, however you may call it. Um, and yeah, it's like a whole blossom jazz. You may somehow, you may speak the same language. Um, and I, most of my friends that I recently, well, actually a few of my friends that I recent, like not recently, that I know wholeheartedly and I feel like we have this cool bond is because we say we speak the same language or we're a part of the same culture. Um, most of my friends and I are part of the same culture, same, same, like same race, I can say. However, I've, I've always been curious about what's it like to be best friends with those who are outside of my comfort zone, outside of, you know, our culture and those who want to be who feel home differently and I want to understand that I want to know how that's like I do have a close friend of mine she is um, a different in a different culture and watching her watching the world through her eyes is one of my favorite things because you know it's one while both of us have different beliefs and values towards certain things the way i see her, the world the same world the same places through her eyes is refreshing because that way it's like it's in one way it's like fulfilling that i know that okay if i ever want a sort of different perspective on the same thing i can ask her or i can ask another per another one of my friends and another one of my friends so it's not like who is my best friend who is my favorite out of them all it's just that each of my friend plays a different role in my life for a different reason and that amplifies a part of me that i share with them amongst other parts of me um, if that makes sense and in one way and a lot of ways it's emotionally fulfilling because it's similar friendships that i have are some of the friendships that I see in the show as well. Um, I felt most connected when I saw when I saw Lupe and Esti, um, their bond. Now they 
Now, there might be different. There are a lot of differences between Lupe and Esti's bond and the bond that I have with one of my friends. But the main similarity is that we both we speak the same language. Esti and um, Lupe speak Spanish. I and my best my best friend and I speak Tamil. So it's like you know that sort of connection that you in, instantly get when you speak the same language, and you're like, oh my god, you speak Tamil too, yeah. And that too in an international school is not really much of a what's it called um, a common thing to see Tamilians in our school. We have a lot of locals um, speak, and we have a lot of we do have a lot of Indians, yes. And we also do have a lot of locals, and we do have a lot of a lot of nationalities in our school. But when you see Tamilian, I have two friends who speak Tamil alongside me, um, three inclusive of me, two exclusive, who are very close to me, and it's like this sort of, you know, this instant connection that you initially get, like an icebreaker. You know what I mean? So there's no first stages of awkwardness, and when. When Esti was like, "Oh my God, you you speak Spanish too, Hallelujah!" and just gave like a Lupe, I just like embraced Lupe in a big hug, and Lupe was like, "Calmante, calmante," and I'm like, "Oh my God, this is such a mood. I love this. I knew I was going to love their bond as soon as that happened, and I ended up loving a lot more than I thought I did." Another way is like how women's French female friendships are very emotionally fulfilling. Um, I've seen this a lot throughout literature and a lot throughout media. Um, an example is "So Long a Letter" by Mariama Ba. We had to we had to like interpret this in our school syllabus um, for English. And one of my favorite novellas of all time, or as my friend and I would joke, epistolary novella. Actually, it is an epistolary novella. Epistolary is basically where a novella or a play or a piece of literature that is based on letters, um, just letters, but. In Mariama's Ba case, in this piece of literature, in so long a letter, it's just this big letter um, that goes the Ramatule, the main character, sends to her best friend Asetu, um, who is doing who Asetu who's doing her baccalaureate at this point in time, and Ramatule is in a marriage, and with a poly- polygamy polygamous marriage, yes. Um, and so it's very, very cool to see that that sort of how women's friendships all throughout literature, all throughout media are this sort of emotionally fulfilling base. Um, but in Ali, back to a league of their own, right? Um, another friendship that I like wholeheartedly love is Joe and Carson, uh, uh, Joe and Greta's friendship. Their bond, like you can instantly see the moment they're on screen that they're huddled over a map trying to fight over, like like, like bickering over, like no, we need to go this way. Where it's what the map? I know the map better than, like in the most playful bickering manner is one of the. I, I honestly would say one of the most, um, craziest things, in like in the best way possible, and also, what really heart wrenching scene is when, Joe goes. Um, I'm not gonna say for what reason, but it's it's heart wrenching when you watch your best friend leave. It's like I could resonate to that because a lot of us are going to college, like we're all going to college, and that while we're here basking in the ambience because our results aren't out yet, after that it would be a whirlwind. We wouldn't know when we would like. Obviously, we will see that we will see each other in December for the winter break. We really hope y'all, y'all, if you're listening to this, y'all better come see me in December. I will fight, um, but because we all have lots of stories, stories to share, and I'm not letting go of that. And 
yes, my high school friendship, these friendships that I've that we've built together are a chapter of a solid foundation that I get to carry with me, that I get to cherish with me for the next three, four years of my life, right? And I'm not going to let them go or let it go because the chapter is done, that high school is done. Yes, the academia in high school is done, but not our friendships. So that heart-wrenching part where you would let go of your friends who are going like all of us who are going to college in different places in different cities regardless of us studying perhaps same major same college same same jazz what have you may it's it's like no don't leave me or stay a bit longer but i guess i could leave too you know it's it's surreal but without being said on that note here are two songs we have empire state of mind by daisy featuring alicia keys and then mystery by ravina rora yeah yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn, now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow, but I'll be hood forever, I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere, yeah, they love me everywhere, I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway, pulled me back to that McDonald's, took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street, catch me in the kitchen like the Simmons whipping pastry, cruising down A Street, off-white Lexus, driving so slow, but BK is from Texas, me, I'm out there Bed-Stuy, home of that boy. Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata, still sipping my top. Sitting courtside, Knicks and Nets give me high five. Nigga, I be spiked out, I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I most definitely from... I made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankee can. You should know I bleed blue, but I ain't a crypto. But I got a gang of niggas walking with my click though. Welcome to the melting pot. Corners where we selling rock. Africa been by the shit. Home of the hip hop. Yellow cap, gypsy cap, dollar cap, holla back. For foreigners, it ain't fair. They act like they forgot how to act. Eight million stories out there in the naked. City is a pity, half of y'all won't make it. Me, I got a plug special where I got it made. If Jesus paying LeBron, I'm paying Dwayne Way. Three dice, Elo. Three card, Marley. Labor Day parade, rest in peace, Bob Marley. Statue of Liberty, long live the world trade, long live the king, yo. I'm from the Empire State. That's Welcome to the bright 
lights is blinding, curves need blinders, so they could step out of bounds quick, the sidelines is lined with casualties, who sip the light casually, then gradually become worse, don't fight the apple eve, caught up in the in crowd, now you're in style, and in the winter gets cold, in vogue with your skin out, city of sin, it's a pity on a whim, good girls going bad, the city's filled with them, mommy took a bus trip, now she got a bust out, everybody ride her, just like a bus route, hell Mary to the city, you're a virgin, and Jesus can't save you, life starts when the church in, came in for school, graduated to the highlight, ball players, rap stars, addicted to the limelight, empty in May, got you feeling like a champion, the city never sleeps, better slip you an ambient,
that was that was Empire State of Mind, Jay-Z featuring Alicia Keys, and then Mystery by Ravina Aurora. Before I go into the third pointer, I, how could I forget Clance and Max? Their friendship is my favorite. Out of, I'm not even joking. It's literally it for me. Like those two, the way they balance each other out, the way they, you know, they push each other out of their comfort zone, but also they're there for each other. And yes, at the beginning, they're... Um, Max is so into baseball that Clance wants to be also asked about herself as well, especially herself and Guy during Guy's last night. But they talk the way they talk it out and the way they express themselves and Max takes accountability and apologizes is one of the most coolest things I find I and I and I value in friendships in general the way we take accountability and apologize when and we're also able to communicate wholeheartedly because we know that we want the best for them and they want the best for us so on and so forth um in one video that i was watching about friendships um this person said how there is less pressure in friendships and romantic bonds because in friendships you're having the time of your life but in romantic bonds you're wondering about your future partner who they will be Will it be continuing on for the rest of your life and so on and so forth? So in friendship, and I totally agree with that because in friendships, there's a sort of ease. And whilst we want to also, you know, have the similar ease in our romantic bonds as well, it's not the easiest um, because no matter how much you know them or how much you like, you know, you get to know them or how well you know them. It's there's always going to be some sort of hesitation when it comes to communication, especially about the the depths of the bond and other things and so on and so forth. With that being said, we're moving on to our third point, um, the queerness of it all. Um, this Max's journey, I'm talking about Max, Maxine Chapman. I love the name Max. I love the name Maxine. Um, the whole energy the community brings, the black community brings, is phenomenal. I love their, you know, they're not hesitant to share what they want to share. And they are unapologetic in terms of their faith, um, the calling of God, the universe's touch, the way they, you know, have church meetings. And they, you know, they, ow, my finger just smacked the table because I was this excited just, just to go like they they are in this bread together and they value family so much and they are you know they value family connections and they're you know they're with each other through it all they support one another and that's that sort of support it inspires me to be the similar kind of support with my own bonds the people around me and so on and so forth and by support i also mean we like go get this bread you know and like you know also um be a part of simple life at the same time a lot of us believe in sim- simplicity is harmony and in our bonds and our life so on and so forth but it's in these little ways that we're so similar to one another and we are so like you know rooting for one another is the one of my favorite things with the community and beyond and so the queerness of Maxine's journey um and queerness in general too like but what i found to what i found is episode 6 by the way episode 6 while we're on it is my favorite episode fight me that's what i wanted to say and um max's journey um, you can see it in the smallest of ways because before it becomes loud, and that's the sort of thing with any sort of journey, right? It starts very small, like very like on a slow, very low undercover agent 
and then it starts becoming loud once someone comes in or once it's been brought out light to you or you know you get to discover something that you didn't know was there um, or discover something in yourself or in your family's history or ancestral lineage or something so, so on and so forth and the way Max feels this calling towards baseball but she also feels like am I feeling something towards woman is a whole sort of conversation that starts from ourself before it starts before it starts to be shared with anybody else at least for the time being for the beginning and it this sort of thing where she comes across that learning to share this piece of her is not to you know put it out like not to i'm not sure how to say it but when the way she realizes that sharing this piece of her is by pulling people by holding people closer to her is what's important and how we learn that through her and how we see that world through through her eyes is you know it's it's super cool and also reminds me of my own little you know conversations with myself in terms of this journey and especially with the scenes when uncle bird gives her a suit that that they made um that he that i'm not sure what their pronouns are so uncle bird i know you're a fictional character but tell me your pronouns please my pronouns are she her so i have to i have to check that out but but when uncle bird gives the suit to max um and when max gets her hair combed by her mother for the last time before going to Uncle Bert and getting her hair trimmed. Um, these two are the top two stories that I will always, you know, connect to the most because even if I haven't been in that same situation or haven't gone through the same experience, um, I've, gotten a, I've gotten my hair trimmed and I've also gotten a suit. So I know... So it's it's surreal to want to explore the other side that's also there waiting for us, you know, just to be like, hey, I got you. Come say hi, you know. Um, and obviously it takes a whole back and forth kind of situation because you're like, I'm am I? Am I not? Um, but it's more of a it's more of a question uh, that can I accept myself? Because regardless, you know, because it starts from me. If I, when I say that, hey, I got you, then I can let other people say the same thing to me. And that way it's a lot easier to, you know, bask in the ambience of who I am and where I come from and my roots and my history, but also at the same time, the person, the person, the person that I'm going to be. And, and that's quite one of the liberties without having a label that because you're still exploring, you're still figuring it out. And it's, it's cool. It's I love that. Um, and then, like I mentioned, I think I already like briefly touched into the fourth point, which is when you connect with someone who's the same culture as you or speaks the same language, featuring like you know SD and Lupe. I did. I'm pretty. Sh- I did go through it in like the beginning, in the earlier part of this of this Rajas, but again, SD Lupe. <laughs> I will not. Like, come on. I love the language. I love the Spanish language, the Cuban language. Um, I'm not sure if they're different dialects or if they they sound similar. But um, 
let me know how that works if there's different dialects and if so what are they and but the the, the culture is colorful i i love it i vibe with it um and i'm looking forward to knowing more about this culture as well it's it's surreal it's surreal if i make a friend if i meet a friend or get to know a person who is european holy smokes let's get to know each other um because it's colorful it's vibrant um our culture is vibrant too but it's it's different when you see another culture with different vibrancies with different saturations with different um vibrancies and saturations yeah and color palettes so because they evoke different emotions same colors can evoke different emotions like you call green spirituality we call green spirituality and groundedness but it can also mean jealousy on the other hand why does othello say why does iago say green-eyed monster in othello although it may be implied about jealousy that perhaps because iago is jealous he is a jealous man but could he be a homosexual one perhaps they just implied in othello if you watch the plays the plays seem to be a bit touchy on that like a like touch into that side of him but in the play it's very implicit like super implicit when you like really break down the sort of you know this the the rhythmic um the rhythmic structure that shakespeare has put the like the written that dialogue in and the way iago's character is manipulative but also this mad genius who gets the bread you know well well not entirely gets the bread i mean you might irony wise it works out right wow you just change courses again but yeah yeah with that being said here are our next two songs there's girls in love with you by aretha franklin and i've been loving you too long by ike and tina turner
Welcome, welcome back to Women's Baseball, Queerness, and the Universe's Touch, a League of Their Own Station, the show that is released in 2022. The series, eight episode series, season one. Um, season two is going to come out in some sometime, but somewhere. Um, but four episodes, we still get four episodes. Am I right? Am I right? Uh, I hope that was audible in this part because I'm still getting used. I feel like that's starting to be an excuse now, but I promise it's not. It's just different day, different wavelengths. Now, if I have to say my three favorite characters, which I I can't be, but <laughs> technically I do have a favorite character. It's Lupe. I love Lupe so much. Um, and Roberta, do you, is that how you say her name? Roberta? Yes, that's how you say her name, Roberta. The way she played Lupe is also super cool it i'm amazed because it's lovely to see i mean not i i don't i'm trying to find other ways of saying lovely but let's say lovely for now right i just knew that i the presence it's what really you know gets me you know and lupe's presence throughout the show is super cool i love her energy i love the vibe she brings into even if she's a bit you know or what can i say how can I say this? I'm not, I can't necessarily use the word angry or mad, but I like, or, or like a bit down. But what I can say is that this sort of energy that she, you know, she doesn't give a damn. That's the one, right? But about baseball, she does. She wants to get, she's here to play and she's here to get this bread. Um, under any circumstances, you give it to her, she probably would smack that obstacle and say, challenge accepted and take that. And I love that ambition that she's here, you know, to play baseball, even if her arm is like, nope, I can't, I genuinely cannot. Um, but I also resonated with how, you know, it takes a while to, for her to settle in into into making friendships, into bonds and so on, that when you really get to know her, she is figuring it all out she is feeling herself and that she values you know well okay in the beginning it is small talk that you know it she like has this sort of challenge in her eyes but that's what i really love you know that there's a challenge in her eyes and she wants to get this bread um and the only reason she you know one of the reasons that she really leans on to dove at the beginning is because dove sees her for her and that dove sees her for her talent um at the beginning and that's when you get you get really great feedback um and that's why it takes a while and the fact that she wants this as much as anybody else in the room is you know aspirational and the, that's why episode six really plays a huge role for me in terms of lupe's character role and also because i empathize with her um and that i also see her in resonance to tony shalafo in the wilds um i love tony as well like tony i love it because these two characters express rage in a way that i couldn't um it's not easy for us to hold 
um, I'm not sure if that's like a feminine thing or if that's like a, you know, the sort of box that has been there. But anger is not an easy emotion to deal with. It's something that takes a while to process. It's something that is unsure whether it's asking too much or asking too little. But sometimes it's asking just right. It wants the best for you too. And it takes a while for it to be felt, especially like if you're feeling it you know and you're like let's go and that that's why when lupe hits the cap onto the pole in the locker's room and jess does it too it's it's like this sort of transmission of like okay if no one listening to my anger or if no one listening to this rage it's the fire that's in me and that sub and that that you know the same action has been done by jess on the other hand who's like a f- intriguing friend an intriguing woman who you're like ooh could friends armano brothers is that is that is that do we and i love that because it's nice to know that without any questions asked there's this another person whether you may call armano armana brother sister um maybe best friend from another from another land how you may call it is and they just do the same thing and you're like you know what we're in this together we're feeling this rage together and that's where jess also comes into play and how i resonate with jess as well um for again her ambition her will power her sense her sense of style too oh my god the pants the moment she said when she like you know the way she oh yes okay breaking rules rules are there for them to break it's and that that's like the epitome right you know it's there and the way she gives fines to um and she's like i'm here to pay the fine for wearing pants anyway to beverly is it's so cool like i okay at the beginning it's like sweetheart you don't have to pay a fine you know but if that's something you want to hold to express yourself and that's a way to express yourself by wearing pants because that's what makes you you and so be it you know it's it's what makes you shine and if you want to wear pants no skirts for the rest of your baseball career no one's stopping you except that fine that fine of money that you need to give to Beverly each week or each day so be it right and i love that because she's unapologetic that way and that's why when Carson Jess and Lupe come together in episode 6 at the bar it's surreal it's super cool i love that connection so much and like how it's all a sort of development for all three of them in different ways Carson too I feel like really now you can see how each character hits like hits home for me in different ways. Carson hits for me in a way of being a leader. Um when at the beginning when she's you know figuring it out that, that because she wants to be a great supportive friend for her team but also wants to know how to lead and Beverly is you know you know hyping her up. She's like Carson you need to talk to me. What's going on? And Carson is like da 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 I feel like this. I want and Beverly's like we women have power. You cannot be their friend but you can get the bread with them. Like the kind of vibe. I don't remember the, necessarily the lines, but the way she Beverly hyped Carson up, I feel like she hyped me up too as a person, as a viewer. And that the next day and the way she took accountability too by the end of the episode saying that I'm sorry for doing so and so. I just wanted to get the best out of us. 
but at the end you start at the end of the show you start to see how confident she is and how she gives each person a chance to do their own little hyping up speech with the team to get their bread amongst together which what's get them winning games and so on and so forth and at the beginning she's like how do you want this to end and i'm like on oh, a victory and then you know you'll figure it out but the way she's like how do you want this to end and how it's the 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 sort of you know that that power when it comes is and i just quickly remembered of the time that i you know cuz beverly when she's hyping after she hypes carson up she goes like yell at me and carson's like eh. and she tries to like makes this face and yells um and that reminds me that it reminded me of me when i had to act for a role in a play um in a production um outside of school and i was had to, i had to i had to yell i had to show my anger as a character to the person as urgency um because it was something bad was going to happen if they didn't act on it if another if the other character didn't act on it right and me being the softest being you'll see on this earth it didn't come you know like it's funny when i say i have short temper to people because they're like what you have short temper i don't believe you but it's there oh yeah it's there i do have it it's just i guess i have concealed it in my i have concealed it all this while that it's bit serial to say so but when it wants to when when it's so when i was like in that room and everyone and i had to my assignment was to to get that anger rolling out of me i had to make everyone leave the room i had to as a practice as part of rehearsal and at the beginning i did feel like carson for that moment i was trying to make a face get the bread but at the moment it started rolling started rolling and i was like everyone's like oh okay okay i'm going i'm going and it felt and if it was like beverly just going like yeah man that's it and like the teacher the say teacher like my teacher was beverly at that point in time like hyping me up and going like sana you you know sunny you like you got to get this bread you know this is this is really important for your character um and i was like okay let's do this that okay let's do this became okay let's take a break <laughs> for a quick one cuz it's not easy but it when you get there it's like the same energy that comes through and by the end of it you actually do like get get yourself out there and place of out there cuz that power surges through you and that adrenaline rush surges through you you're in it you know and that's what something that i really love um which will bring me to Beverly being best wing woman that is the pointer right there no no other explanation just barely being best wing woman and then we have our last song of this mix 333 by tanache 333 for um is an angel number um i actually started to know that angel numbers are like little signs from the from the universe they're here that's why the universe is touch and 333 is like the divine messages of protection love and destiny and that everything is going the way it should be and that we're on the right track right and 333 by tanasha i thought it would be quite nice to just summarize the whole you know the way the the show comes together by the end of the season because it's whether we're following the dream whether we're continuing to follow the dream or we're going to going to New York or we're going to Cali or we're going to different places just for a break before probably we'll come back for the next season um and then like the next baseball season i really hope i just wonder what they're going to show for the next four episodes though it would have been nice if they had full eight episodes but hey 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 you know and 
ama like in tamil we would have this word called napase i don't know what it means exactly in english but like the over desire i like that over ase i guess can we say that can we we can say that for now that napase that we have that we want eight episodes but hey four better than zero right so yes and so yeah with that being said we have 333 matanashe When the day's done, it's been a good run I'm in If what a long run I am I'm sad and lonely, bitch, I'm cold So could you hold me down? All I touch, it turns to gold So swim in it with me now It cost me time and time again I've lost my brains, but now and then I feel like you're having sun So stay with me until the end Sun touches morning Shine on my body You give me love that I never had before Almost feels high The way that you hold me Like I ain't got a worry And there you have it, Mezumi. That is the mix of women's baseball, queerness, and the universe's touch, a league of their own station. Thank you so much for tuning in thus far, wherever you are. May the universe shine light on your cloudy skies. We'll catch up with you all next week with another Rad Jazz. Until then, this is Sleepy Eyes of Rad, and I'm your host, Sunny, signing off. Go dream about the stories that makes yourselves dance. Do-do-do-do-do-do.